Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? And welcome to today's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. What's up? What's up? Today we are going to, it's going to be a quick banger episode and we're going to talk about boundaries. So here's the dealio. Boundaries. Let's just get into it. Like why the fuck not, right? Okay. So boundaries is something that I've been working on personally so much recently because I am such a recovering people pleaser. I used to have zero boundaries because I had this idea in my head that the more that I self-sacrifice, the more that I would just assume people would respect me more because they would like me more, right? Okay. So if you're in that space, you're probably realizing that more and more and more that like, it doesn't fucking matter how nice you are. (laughs) You have to have the personal boundaries that you implement, that respect your time, that respect who you are, that respect your life and the way that you want to be treated. And you need to teach people your boundaries. If you do not, you are teaching them how to treat you at all times. That's like one of my favorite Dr. Phil, Phil quotes. Don't at me. Okay. Don't come for me. Dr. Phil, yo. Okay. I used to watch Dr. Phil obsessively, but One of my favorite quotes of his is you teach people how to treat you. So you're either teaching them how to treat you in a way that you really like, or you are teaching them that they get to treat you whatever way that they want. So it's either or like, why not? You're always teaching people how to treat you. Why not teach them how to treat you in a way that you actually love to be treated, right? And that a way that you desire to be treated, like why the hell not, right? I mean, you're teaching people all the time anyways. So boundaries are uncomfortable. And this is why. So boundaries are like, (laughs) they're so funny because they're so uncomfortable because we are so fed this idea that you have to self-sacrifice and be a martyr in order to be loved, but yada, 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 right? Um, Seinfeld, yada, yada, yada. But the actual power comes from you riding the wave of implementing the new boundaries, Okay, so here's kind of the life cycle of a boundary that I have really seen in my own life. You have the first step, which is like you're finished. Like normally we don't preemptively create a boundary. Normally something happens and we're like, I don't really love that. So I'm going to put a boundary, whether that's I'm never ever going to date guys who gaslight me or whether that's I'm not going to tolerate people being late to meetings with me anymore. Or maybe it's I'm always going to have people pay on time. So you have that like first desire to create a boundary. You're like, F this. I want something bigger, better, bolder, more loving, whatever. So you decide that. And then you get faced with another opportunity pretty soon after that challenges that for you. And so that opportunity you get faced with is the moment where you get to flex your boundary muscles. So that's the first moment where your boundary gets challenged and you either need to hold the fort down of your boundary 
or you let it go a little bit and then you get reminded of why you set the boundary in the first place or you just kind of feel weird about it and you're like, okay, I'm not really 110% on this boundary, but I'm going to try to implement it. And it's normally not perfect. Your first time is not perfect. And that person's either going to respect that boundary or not so much. And then that just teaches you more about why you set the boundary in the first place and really allows you to be crystal clear about your boundary moving forward. The second step or stage in a boundary life cycle is the stage where you get to flex that muscle again, but this time you have a little bit more belief in yourself. You have a little bit more backing in yourself. And that's why it's so awkward setting a new boundary because you question yourself first. You question yourself or you're questioned on your boundary or someone tries to talk you out of your boundary. Normally the people who don't respect your boundaries try to talk you out of your boundaries. And you have that moment where like the second time you're challenged, you get a little bit more clarity. Like maybe you're a little bit more sterner or maybe you just gain more clarity of, ah, yes, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I create this boundary. Now, the third stage is that boundary is pretty, pretty set. Okay. It's pretty set and you have a chance to back yourself up a little bit more. So you have more belief in yourself. You're like, yes, I'm backing this boundary up. Now, something normally happens in this space from step one to three. The people who benefit from you not having that boundary are not going to be very happy with you setting that boundary. Whether it's, I really respect my time. Like this is something for me that I have really implemented recently. So I've implemented this boundary of, I really respect my time and I expect others to respect my time. And if they don't respect my time, I take it upon myself to like really implement that boundary. So if someone doesn't if I'm like letting someone know the sign up process for working with me privately and they just don't answer in a timely manner, or maybe that's, and obviously life happens, but if there's not crystal clear communication, so this is actually a twofold because my other boundary that I've been setting is like clear communication. Like I need my time and energy to be respected and therefore I need clear communication and I need, um, timely manner things to happen. Right. So that I'm not constantly waiting on someone. So I just, that's just my boundary, right? Clear communication. So if someone is like weird and ghosty or inconsistent, I just am there to either set that boundary and say like, no, like I'm not okay with this or hey, can we have a conversation about this so that I can like let you know what my boundary is because people like to know how to treat us. People like to know how to converse with us and people like to know how to respect us. It's, it's like telling someone how you like to be loved, not from an expectation point of view, but from a, this is actually how I like to be loved. This is how I like to be respected. This is how I like to be treated, right? And people enjoy that. The people who really respect you love that. They eat that shit up. They're like, yes, thank you for clarifying for me how I can love you deeper. Thank you so much for clarifying me how I can work with you better. Thank you so much for clarifying for me like how I can respect your time more. The people who do not, for example, when I set a boundary, I respect my time, others respect my time. The only people who are going to be upset about me saying I need you to respect my time or me saying this didn't happen in a timely manner, so I'm going to cancel our call, or the people who just don't respect my time are, are going to be the people who get really butthurt about bound, a boundary being put up. 
because they're going to feel like that's going to trigger whatever has happened in them that has caused them to disrespect that boundary in the first place. Now, a lot of times this is where like step one to three, you get like a little wonky, you start to question yourself because no one likes to have people mad at them. Okay. And I don't care if you're like, no, I don't give a fuck. People can't be mad at me. Right. Like we all love each other. So goddamn much human beings. We thrive on communication. We thrive on connection. Right. So it doesn't feel good (laughs) when people are mad at us, but we have to recognize that that has nothing to do with us. We simply did our due diligence of setting up a boundary and a boundary normally never is ever, ever, ever set in place to hurt someone's feelings never set in place to hurt someone else. It's never set in place to mess up a relationship or something like that. Boundaries are actually put in place to ensure that the relationship thrives better or to ensure that the client sign-up process is better or to ensure that you have clients who respect like payments coming in on time so that you can thrive and so that you that client coach relationship is better because there's no awkwardness, right? Or even in a relationship, if you're like, hey, I need you to respect my time. Like I once dated someone who I would spend hours cooking a meal for them or something like that. Cause I'm like, oh, let's do a cute date night. I'm gonna cook this meal for you and would constantly fall asleep. And I mean like literally fall asleep or go to nap and like not respond to me for hours later. So it'd be like two hours after they said that they were coming over and I would have had already ate my meal and their meal has been put in the fridge. And then they're like, oh shit, sorry, my bad. Let me come now. Right. And then they would spend more time and they would come with flowers or something like that. But then they'd also bring food. And I'm like, but I just made food. And I was very triggered by that because I was like, I really value my time. I value my time a lot, but also It took me so many times to implement that boundary because I would say, I really value my time. And then that person would be kind of upset by that. Like, Hey, it's not my fault or whatever, like weirdness. And then I would falter. I immediately would push down my boundary. And then what does that teach me? That teaches me that I actually don't value my time. I don't really value my time. If I didn't set that boundary and keep that boundary, that means that I actually don't value that boundary, right? Where other times I have very much valued my boundary. Someone has gotten very upset and I felt a little guilty. And that's like, whoa, cool. That's showing me more of what I can work on so that this boundary doesn't need to be implemented anymore. Which brings me to the final stage of a boundary is that it is so clear that you have spoken it into existence. You have countlessly, maybe, or once or twice or whatever, mid met with situations that have challenged that boundary. You have gotten crystal clear on that boundary to the point where you have brought it into your body and you just naturally show up in a way where you're like, like people don't fuck with me, (laughs) right? Like not like a mean sense, but in a sense where it's like people just respect my time. That's that. Like you don't even have space or room to even entertain any other possibility. It's just like, yeah, people just respect my time. Done. Dunzo. Dunzies. Boom. There it is, right? And so you show up to situations where people just respect your time. Or people don't respect your time and you have a conversation with them, but you don't feel emotionally attached. Like, oh dear God, they're going to be mad at me. You're just like, hey, just so you know, I really, really respect my time and I respect your time as well. So therefore I just don't tolerate this. And this is how we have the best benefit for both of us. The people who do not respect your time (laughs) or do not respect the time of others or do not respect their own time will be triggered. 
They will be triggered. But is that your problem? No, it's not your problem because it's not your emotional baggage to take on and like put on your own back and be like, oh, I'm going to take on this other person's emotional baggage because that's just how I do, right? No, your responsibility is to hold your boundary. Your responsibility is no matter how goddamn uncomfortable it is to keep your boundary because what does that show you? That shows you self-trust. You are showing up for yourself. You are backing yourself up. You are being really real with yourself and you're like, this is just how life is for me. The more you do that, the more it just becomes a natural part of your life and you don't even have to set that boundary or maybe once in a while you have that maintenance situation where like your boundary is once again challenged, but you don't have to continuously set that boundary because it's just how you show up to life. It's just how you do life. It's just how you are and how people respect you because that's the final form is like, that's just how you do life. That's how you believe life to be for you. And you show up to your life that way. And that's what life dishes back to you. Where when you're wonky and waving your boundary, you'll notice that you get met with even more situations and it's so goddamn uncomfortable and you might want to go kicking and screaming when you're like, oh, I, I, I just wish I didn't have to implement this boundary <laughs> like all these different times. And that's just helping you flex your muscle so that you don't even have to worry about it anymore. It's like set and forget, like done, boom. And sometimes you have so much belief in your boundary that it just happens. Like you're like, boom, that's it. I'm not dealing with anything else that's other than this. And then you only get faith with situations that respect that boundary. But most of the time you go through that really awkward stages of like one through four, and then you have to like bring it into your body and embody it. And like, that's one of the things that I had to do for myself, for my business. Because the biggest thing that has, it has shown up for me, especially recently is friendships and business friendships, relationships in general and business. And by business, I mean like client relationships, right? Or potential client relationships where I've had to really like create those policies for my business. Like, I don't know if you have done this yet. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend it. If you don't have a business, do this for your life. Okay. You know, when you work for a company and if you haven't worked retail, I don't know if this is going to resonate, but I hope it does in some way. So just adjust accordingly. But I remember working in a retail environment where a client would get pissy over a policy and I'm like, sorry, it's just the policy. And I would feel no emotional connection, not like that I don't care about another human being, but I would have no problem implementing that policy because it's just, it is policy done. I could probably override that policy and then get fired or whatever, like anything, right? I could probably not actually stand for that policy whether or not, right? Whether or not I'd get caught or not. But I would always just respect the policy. Why? Because that's the policy. Those are your boundaries. Your boundaries are your policies in life, right? And sometimes you can finesse around the policy, but like most of the time, if you fuck with the policy, like you get reprimanded. Same thing with your life. If you fiddle around with your policies for your relationships, that's how you get like not great relationships, right? That's your, that's where you get reprimanded. Or if you finesse around your policies for money or how you're being paid, or you always get paid on time, or you don't have contracts in place in your business, like all that stuff, you are going to be reprimanded by not having a great, smooth client onboarding process. Or for me, I really, really have a strong boundary on prior to our first call, payment has to be like put in place already, right? Prior to our first like call for my private coaching program, right? For the year long program, the payment has to be like already processed and the contracts have to be signed. Why? 
Because when I go on that call, and this is another thing, like when you create boundaries, you like the more and more you create these boundaries, the more you know the why behind it and you can back yourself up. So for example, the reason why I do this is because when you get on a call, you are paying for that service. You are paying for that transformation. You are paying for the results. You are paying for the actual work, right? You're not paying for someone to teach you how to use PayPal or to teach you how to put in a credit card, right? You are there to do the work and you're there to get started right away. That's why you signed up for that call at that time. You're like, I want to fucking do this now. Like I'm ready to start now. So having that said, it's like, if you have all the contracts in place, all the payment in place, like finish all the fine print, you can actually focus on shit. So all that fine print detailed stuff that we like to push to the very end, it's like, get that over and done with. So you can actually go head first into the work with full commitment. That is why I do that. Some people get pissy about that. When they get pissy about that, I'm like, hey, cool. That's probably not my client. That's probably not my dream client because my dream client would say, oh yeah, no problem because they respect me. And that's another thing. I would never, ever take on a client and I used to do it all the time, but I do not. That's a boundary. Take on a client that does not respect my time, does not respect my policies in business, right? And so for you, I want you to really write down, this is like a tangible thing that I want you to do today. You could even, if you're walking around or doing whatever, like just throughout the day, just notice the times that you don't feel awesome um, because something else, something happens or you feel like, like a boundary is violated and just take a mental note and you can even write in your phone, what are your policies, right? And if you don't have policies in place for your business, write them down. Like what's your late policy? What's your late policy with your friends? I'm here for 15 minutes and I leave or something like that. My late policy is you have to keep communication with me. So if someone just does not respond and is like ghosting, I'll like wait like 15, 20 minutes and I'm, I'm out of you, right? Whether they're like, oh, hey, I didn't, I, I was late. I'd be like, okay, cool. You didn't respond to me in this amount of time. And that's the thing. If people ghost me, I just like assume that they aren't committed or I just assume that they just don't want the thing because ghosting is a form of avoiding conflict. Avoiding conflict causes more conflict. Avoidance also of making decision causes way more conflict in your life. Because when you make a quick decision, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. Let's do it. You just like show up and you deal with whatever happens after that, right? Or comes after. When you don't make a decision, all this like avoidance energy creates more conflict and drama in your life that you have to deal with. And the more that you avoid it and avoid it and avoid it, it gets so bad that it just literally like you can't avoid it anymore. And it's grown so much. The momentum is so high. So I also have like a really strong policy that like people always are very decisive when they talk to me, right? And that doesn't mean that I'm putting expectations on someone to show up differently than how they are. It's that this is like my filtration process to make sure that I am getting the most high highest caliber clients in my work or highest caliber relationships in my life or highest caliber friendships. And sometimes I'll notice that I will slack on those boundaries. And what happens after? No one comes down from the sky and they're like, Danielle, your boundaries suck. No, but I am reprimanded. How am I reprimanded? Because I get shitty relationships or I hang out with someone and I'm I'm like thinking the entire time, like, why am I here? (laughs) Right? Like, why am I hanging out with you? Or I notice myself scrolling more or like trying to fill my belly with emotional eating because I can't really enjoy my surroundings or enjoy the company that I'm with because I feel like they just don't get me or whatever. Right. And so, or like I deal with them being late and then the whole rest of the time I have this weird wonky energy. Right. So I'm always paying a price if I don't implement my boundaries. So you 
people or you and your life and your relationships and your business, wherever right now feels like iffy, I want you to go and write down your policies. Now, here's the thing. The minute you write down those policies, you're probably going to be challenged on them, whether this month, this day, this year, whatever, you're going to be challenged on them. When you're challenged on them, you just get to flex that muscle. It's not bad if you falter. It's not bad. So don't shame yourself, okay? Don't shame all over yourself. I want you to just like recognize, readjust, cool, gain more clarity, back yourself up, ask yourself why, like all those things, right? That allow you to have way more clarity in your work, in your business, in your life, in your relationships. And then it'll be so natural that like life gets to adjust accordingly. But the people and the things and the experiences that question that boundary already will still continue to question it. So you might have some flat flack, right? Or some resistance. That's perfect. That's showing you where you have never implemented that boundary before. And some people fall away, but you're good. Girl, you're good. Boy, you're good. Whatever you identify as, you're good. You're Gucci. Okay. You're fine. You're good. Even if things fall away, you are good because you are saving room for even better. Okay, you're saying no to the mediocre dessert to get your motherfucking creme brulee, okay? And that's fine. You just got to stay at the table until you get what you want. Deal? Deal. Okay. I love you guys so much. This episode is actually brought to you by my new three-day live stream training that's happening next week. If you hear this live, if you do not, the videos will be taken down eventually and sold as a bundle, but it's all going to be about leveraging your life to benefit you massively. So it's called leverage. So you can go to danielledrisso.com slash leverage to get in on that is a three-day live stream event. When you sign up for that event, not only will you get the take the motherfucking space meditation, but you as a bonus, as a gift, because I love you so goddamn much, but you also will get a very special price to join in my experience group. Okay. Which is over 75% off, which also includes a signed copy of my book when you enroll. Okay. So fucking juicy. So good. I love you guys so goddamn much. (laughs) So I am giving this for you because the days of you being super in your head about your work are over. The days of you questioning your worth when you're stepping into the online space or offline space or asking for that raise is over. This is all about leveraging your life for massive success. That means leveraging opportunities for more opportunities, leveraging your life for epic, potent content in your work, leveraging everything in your life to just gain more perspective, right? To gain more and more and more. So it gets better and better and better. So you don't just like get an amazing thing happen to you. And then it just like cuts out or you get a speaking gig. And then that's the only one you get for like two years. It's like, how can I leverage the speaking gig and to get more podcast interviews in that one podcast interview into more podcast interviews? And how can I get this amazing affiliate thing and leverage that to sell my own stuff? And like, how can I leverage everything around me to just create a better environment for myself, right? Whether that be more income, more visibility, more badassery, more confidence, everything. So I'm going to help you leverage your life in this moment to create more opportunities, more income, and more fucking confidence in your life, in your business, in your relationships. This is primarily for coaches, authors, and speakers. But if you are at a job, you can probably definitely use everything that I'm going to teach in your own way. I'm going to speak to it in the aspect of like freelancing or creating your own opportunities. But I want you to take all that knowledge. I want you to associate it with your own work, whether that be creating a job for yourself. If there is not a position that you can be promoted to, like how can you create a position? 
and allow yourself to be promoted to that position that you have created, right? (laughs) Or like, how can you get more opportunities or get a better job or leverage the space you're in right now to create better friendships in your life or anything really. And I've utilized these tools that I'm going to teach you to when I was broke as shit, like post-grad drama degree, turning and leveraging that degree into a business that I have now. Hello, unleash your voice. And then leveraging speaking gigs into more speaking gigs and leveraging going back to the university and speaking about one topic into speaking about multiple topics and at the university and how can I leverage conversations with people who I randomly have at the bar into clients or I was on a film set one time and one of the people who I was hanging out with on the film set who was doing a similar role to me ended up following my, following me on Instagram and then buying my book, right? Like how can you leverage these things? Not in a scammy, sleazy, sell your soul kind of way. I mean like naturally leveraging the best parts of who you are into more amazingness in your life. That is what this three-day live stream event does. So go to danielledrusa.com slash leverage to get in on that. Okay. Kick ass, take names, change the world. I love you guys so much and you're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. Okay. Bye guys. I hope you love, love, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership, love, and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues, okay? So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.